will fix you. Hello. Welcome to We Will Fix You. I'm Roger Hart, the least fungible ocelot in Stoke-on-Trent. Joining me, Mr. Dave Convery, the Goat Finder General. Hello. And Lucy, who is today beset by problems, vexations, and piquant maladies. Alas. You see, you join us in the midst of a constitutional crisis. A lack of clarity in the Clackett Lane Accords following some frankly shambolic ritual dancing has led us to briefly being able to solve one of our own problems. Unusual. A window of opportunity through which we will hurl ourselves headlong. Miss Boys, and quickly, before they resume the jig and the wasps do slumber. The problem I have is one of brain chemistry interacting with the other fundamental chemistries that my body requires. You see, I, from time to time, despair of the world and doing things, and sometimes also struggle to nourish myself adequately. It's not exactly clear why. I mean, normally I'm generally quite a sort of food-oriented person, more of a sort of for pleasure than a for fuel eater. But it's also kind of disconcerting to find oneself inadvertently losing weight whilst also mostly eating meat-free hot dogs and plastic cheese. Those are not the foods that doctors recommend. It's sort of like a dickhead Atkins diet. (coughs) No, there's a lot of bread involved. There's really a lot of bread involved. Presumably after the first couple of rounds of that, your insides are basically a slip and slide. It's true, they do come out whole in the end. Just a kind of whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Mm. The kind of butthole hot dog slalom. Yeah, let's go with that. Very much like the device they have in Berlin for making currywurst. It's just a... You'd have to clench. Uh, uh, you see at fast food restaurants a surly man just hurling sausages down a tube, at the bottom of which is affixed a series of spinning blades, and perfectly neat chunks of sausage fall out of the bottom. Which I suppose is also the case here. does sound like a kind of really austere Christian-funded sex education film shown to 1940s sailors. Well, I'm also struck by the fact that this is the first time that we've had the uh, constitutional capability of solving our own problems, and it's also the first time that I wasn't the first person to bring up an anus. A lot of firsts. You managed uh, to hold the hot dogs down, then? They're uh, vegetarian hot dogs, so the cloaca in question are all tofu. Yes, no, it's a soy anus. I made sure of that. Mmm. The tofu anus is less chewy. It puffs up nicely when you deep fry it, though. Mm. If I might press for a little detail. Of course. I take it that there is an element of being unable to quite cope with doing much of the fussiness involved in food preparation. Yes, really any of it. And I mean, this is sort of an issue to the extent that I mean, I guess I'm in the fortunate position where a lot of my meals are catered at work. I have somebody at home who cooks a lot of the time. But it's also sort of a problem of being appetised even when the food has zero kind of preparation cost to me. Just looking at it and thinking, I've got to put this in my mouth and mash my skull at it until it's digestible. That sounds dreadful and I don't know why. Okay, so there's a few things here. Some of this might be portable more widely. There might be an element of sort of... Because one could imagine the sort of... um, if you're feeling quite low-functioning in general, not, not just in your specific situation, mm. it might be difficult to retain the motivation to cook or to eat. So yes. There's some portability there. I don't know how I personally would address the, the skull-mashing part mm. of that, so I'll have to mull that over. But, I mean, did, did, did you have any, any introductory thoughts on sort of 
ways that tackling this has worked for you in the past, or other kind of angles of approach? Well, actually, maybe this is sort of, this is perhaps where the skull mashing comes in again. So I've always been kind of, I don't really chew food at all, to the point that I choke really quite often, and that's probably an issue in and of itself. Which is why you want hot dogs, you want a throat-shaped food. Exactly. Smooth, slippery. Mm. Um, I find every time I've tried to start chewing my food, the sort of the recommended amount, you know, until it's kind of not entirely solid anymore, I just get bored and disgusted, like, halfway through. Like, it just sort of, having, it's like, I've got a, I'm really aware that I've got a load of mushy stuff that's getting kind of lukewarm oh, in my yeah, mouth. Tried, I've tried that. Oh, you should chew every bite at times. No, just, just, just kind of... Just insert the hot dog and swallow whole. Well, I tend to go chew until you're bored with the flavour and then have the next bite, because I'm, yeah. very, I'm very much an eater for the experience. Mm. I don't really care about the fuel element. So I think something that I've done in the past that completely avoids this problem is leaning more heavily on liquid calories. So mm. your soups, your sort of drinks that also have a kind of nourishing element to them. A milkshake. Everyone loves a milkshake, even when you're really sad. Mm. And seeing the faces of all of those boys in the backyard, it can be cheering. Damn right. Like shoo them away with a drum, though, don't you? There'd be a small fee for me explaining that. That's some useful background, and I think I think we might come back to sort of... But one of the things I'm always very interested in is how do I manage me? So mm. kind of, I, we might sort of come a little back, back to sort of the ways in which we, we deal with our own mental contours. Perhaps a little bit of, uh, a little bit of round table chat. Let's throw this discussion wide open. Wide open. Okay, well... Like an anus with a hot dog exiting it. Do they need to be that wide? I mean, the hot dogs aren't huge, are they? Yeah, but the anus is quite tight in its natural state. Yeah, I still think there's, it's got more to give. Okay. I I have a lot of butt sex. I reckon I could go a sturdy breakfast, maybe even more. Yeah, I mean, what? You meant to get a baby's head out of there, right? Well, if it's in there in the first place, then obviously, yes, you should remove it. So the approach I've taken, I hope this generalises a little bit, but obviously different people have different degrees of brain wrong, and not everyone reacts in the same way to food or advice so pick and choose as as you will from this so i'm going to try and come up with a a bunch of non-condescending ways that you can introduce food into your depression for not super good times but maybe slightly better times less worse less worse times let's shoot for less worse worse okay cooking requires focus Something that, quite frankly, depression will drain you of. So, but doing small things, depending on how you're feeling, may be feasible. So one of the things I thought is, why not, when you're slightly more up, if you have more up phases, or if you have points where you're reacting better to medication, write down things that you eat in restaurants, write down things that you see that you like, that you want to try, that are well within your grasp that may require one or more things and find recipes, things like that, then get people to bring you the stuff, mm. like whatever you can manage. But the things that, things that you can put a really small amount of focus onto, like a slightly different pasta sauce, making carbonara is reasonably challenging. Mm-hmm. You've got to put eggs into slightly, just the right amount of hot water and fat. Sort of doable. Yeah. Right? And, um, but if you haven't done it before, there's something to concentrate on there, there's something to learn, there's a reasonable uh, sense of achievement from doing it well. Um, you may find that there are things like that. 
you can also use it as a means of staying engaged, particularly if you've got a living partner, a means of staying engaged if you can, even in depths, cook for both of you, then it's it's a means of keeping in keeping in touch, keeping emotionally engaged. I did a thing, I was not just the passenger like I usually am. Yeah. Now, with everything I'm gonna say, I'm gonna caveat that quite heavily because only you know how feasible that is at any given time. Um, but I think that's probably a genuinely useful approach to cooking, even if it doesn't give you a recipe that you might want to rush out and do. I have got a recipe for you though, because apparently for about 50% of people who are suffering from depression, eating high protein, protein foods is a good way to boost energy. And shiratsa on cheese is technically a recipe. Technically it is. This sounds really good. Tell me more. Mm. Well, what you do is you take a slice of cheese, quite thick, mm. not so thick that you can't chew it because then you will choke on it and die. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like a centimetre thick of good strong cheddar. A nice base layer. Yeah. Then an even coating of shiratsa, like a nice painterly, hmm. uh, painterly back and forth. Or you could spell your name and do a smiley face. A spiral. Yeah. You could. Draw a big wang. That would cheer you up. Drawing a big wang would cheer me up. You could write sadness on it and then you could eat it. You could crush it with your mighty jaws. Metaphorically. Yes. And but literally. also literally because you'll have written sadness on it. Could you um could you sub in an alternative hot sauce? This rapture is not your bag. Probably yes, but it would need to be a reasonably solid hot sauce. That's true. My my favourites are drippier, unfortunately. Well, you could you could you could um, dunk. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're willing to get bread involved, you could deeply lather a slice of bread with some um, chipotle shalula. That's good stuff. Use that as the Crown it with the cheese, yeah. At that point, you've basically got a sandwich. You've done quite well. well or, or bruschetta. I mean, it's untopped. You've, you've kind of made a sort of um, Tex-Mex fusion bruschetta. Everything is bruschetta if you put it on bread. Including Cretan Dacos. Which is the Greek salad where they give you a big piece of stale wholemeal bread and cover it in bruschetta type mix, but also just a huge lump of feta. Oh, that's yeah. good. I assumed that it was a mid 2000s Christian rock star. So this this is actually something that I was, I was going to come to, which is um, food terminology is all wank, right? Mm. And so if one of the components of what's bothering you about feeding yourself is feeling that it's not proper or feeling judged, I, I doubt it is in your case, but for some people, it, for some people, it, as in your No, quite, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You, you're in charge of that. I do not feel judged by the clean eating cunts mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people feel a lot of pressure. If it helps, it's worth pointing out that you can reclassify quite a lot of things. Like an open sandwich of any kind is basically legitimately bruschetta. And for any fucking purists that have beef with that, once we started saying it was okay to put broad beans on the damn thing as opposed to just chopped tomatoes, mm. like as far as I'm concerned, well, I think you suggested this the other evening, Mr. Conrad, it's bruschetta if it's on a bit of bread and at least one bit has fallen off in an artful way. Yes. yes. I think also cereal is um, nature's sweet minestrone. Yeah. Yes. With all of these things as well, of course, it's important to photograph them, put them on Instagram with hashtag clean living. Yes, to project the life I want other people to think I'm leading even though I'm dying inside. Yes. Yeah, that's well. That's why you use Instagram, mm. isn't it? Hashtag love him. I don't think it's ever not been a cry for help. No. There's some stuff there that I kind of was thinking somewhat similarly to. So that the main vector of my thoughts is sort of customising out-of-the-box things mm-hmm. so that you 
either feel better about it being cooking if that matters to you or just don't die. Mm -hmm. Like customizing out of the box for nutrition with minimal effort is kind of where I've gone. Mm. But there's a thing of, you mentioned sort of focus and this sort of taking you out of a thing. Um, I'm a, I'm a tremendous food bell end. And when I was initially thinking about this, oh, well, this is simple, that's simple. And I realized there's a tremendous amount of embodied privilege in being able to cook in a trip. And when you mm. are super into food, yeah. the things that you think of as quick and easy actually yeah. could be terrifying. So most of my initial ideas I had to throw away. And my second phase of ideas were all kind of horribly patronizing. And it sort of... I suggested dipping cheese in hot sauce, go nuts. Yes, but I actually eat that. Nuts are good. And that's, that's where I got to, was I, I will quite often have cheese in hot sauce, usually on bread or a cracker or something, mm. but sometimes just hot sauce on cheese mm. as, as, a, as a snack. I said, oh, well, what are, what are the simple things I do? And there's a thing, I think about it in a Terry Pratchett line, men on their own for mm. dinner will eat bread dipped in anything runnier than bread. Um, I had a friend at university who would just take a big pack of uh, Jacob's crackers and jar of Coleman's mustard to his room and that was his gaming snack over several hours. And that's alright as a snack. Mm. If, if I would I would add cheese in the mix myself. The yeah. plain mustard I find bizarre, frankly. But And I look at, so, you know, if I come back from the gym, I, I gym occasionally. I will sometimes want something a bit proteiny and a bit satisfying. Mm. I'm already a fucking protein bar. I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, so I will sometimes have a bit of cheese on a small bit of bread or a cracker, and I'll put some hot sauce on it because mm. I fucking love cheese and I fucking love hot sauce, and mm. I feel no bloody shame about that. Um, cheese and hot sauce is a protein bar if you cut it into the right shape. Well, quite. And I was thinking, about this, and some uh, a couple of my friends that used to eat protein bars, big heavy things lifting gym chaps. Not, mm. None of them sort of obnoxious, grunty gym bros, but quite it's dirty men. And they've, they've done their eating and realised that, well, you don't need as much protein as in most protein bars and you might as well be happy. So their solution to this problem is to just eat peanut butter from the jar. Mm. Like, that is a... Is it, I mean, is there anything sadder than a gym bro with a protein bar? That kind of not really food, pretending to be food thing? You protein think you're sad? shake, I think, oh, is no, slightly the shake worse. is worse. Oh, well, drinking the protein shake in the changing rooms, that's the saddest. But think of the electrolytes. Will so, somebody please? There are a few things sadder than the shake drinking drink, gym bro. And the non-sad gym bros, the ones that have thought about it, are totally down with eat some peanut butter with a spoon. Mm. It's quite nutritious. Something um, I was thinking of just as you were talking was, um, I think maybe one other angle would be see not just sort of lowest common denominator, what's the simplest possible thing you can make, but things with an unusually simple to feels fancy payoff ratio mm. yeah. so something I've been doing recently is getting um, like a piece of sourdough or bread that we've made in the machine or whatever butter some kind of onion based relish some chunks of goat's cheese microwave yeah. and so, it comes out like almost a starter at an Italian so restaurant put it, on a pot, put it on a slate you've got yourself a gastro pub mm. well I was going to ask is there a bit of ritual that lifts it so does for example the act of sitting at a table and putting it on a plate I don't have a table and I'm not sure I have a plate. Okay, but like... Were that a Tupperware lid? Could do. Piece of old newspaper. Mm. Were that something you cared about, then that's a mm. tiny sort of behavioural tick you can make. I like that idea. I like the, well, you could just ram some bits together and have a sandwich. Or you can tweak it slightly with a flash in the microwave mm. and you can add... Yeah, what is the inexpensive theatre you can add? And so I, I thought about the snacky type things I do and the things that I like and some of the quick shortcuts I take. I threw away a lot of them because they're still quite poncy. What I got to is what can you add to commodity things, but before that, I think there's kind of a diagnostic tree for some of this mm. in terms of the effort you can you want to put in because if this were me and when I've been feeling bad about food, I've wanted to 
have the most flavour for the low effort I'm willing to put in. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's got a, a tight correlation with effort, like at least some. So, um, and if I can get myself over the hump and into cooking, cooking is a thing that really sorts my brain out. I really enjoy the focus and the process. So I kind of have a set of a sort of a diagnostic tree of can I see myself doing blah? Mm. If I can get to blah, I can, if I can get to concept blah, I can get to recipe A. Yeah. So that, that's sort of a tree. Like I don't know. Could you imagine frying an egg? No? Okay, well, can you imagine chopping something? So mm-hmm. that's kind of how far could we get up the tree? Um, if I could imagine maybe cutting two things with one type of knife and maybe frying something for 10 minutes, I can actually get to quite a lot of things. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've not written this up, so I don't know what the framework is for this kind of decision tree. Mm. But for example, um, if you want to take some commodity stuff, and I'm going to talk about ramen noodles because instant ramen is kind of awesome, but also so low effort. If you want to, one of my main recommendations for feeding yourself whilst doing not masses of cooking is add some shit to a pack of instant ramen. Mm. That world opens up if you can see yourself. So at the I can't see myself doing anything, there's loads of kind of open a bag and throw it on. Yes. Loads of stuff you can do for that. At the next level of out of, out of I could see myself doing a tiny, tiny amount of... Like, I, I could boil the kettle. I could chop something. Mm. Could, could you chop something? If you could chop something, then that opens up a few more things. Mm. And you can sort of see that. So to, to, to pick the example, let's say, I mean, this has the advantage of being bastard cheap as well. You want a packet of instant ramen, maybe they're the kind that come with a sauce, maybe it's just plain, it sort of doesn't matter. If it's just plain, maybe you could add a stock cube if you want to make it a soup or... I'm thinking soup here, it's, mm. it's ramen soup is where I'm going. Yes, yeah, soupy noodles. So if you get the sort of Asian grocery style packs that have soup sachets, they can mm. be a bit salty, but they're, sometimes that's what you want. If the not, fake foe is good. Yeah. So you've got your pack of instant noodles that you're going to add boiling water onto. If, if you can get as far as open the pack and boil the kettle. If that's only as far as you can get, and that's just today, that's fine. You're not going to die anytime soon. You're not going to have massive nutritional problems doing that a couple of days in you a row. you still had good noodles, the salt is important. Eventually you're going to need some other things. You can't just keep licking your own tears off your face, even though it's tempting. Not indefinitely. No. And sometimes the tongue won't quite flap up that way, and they'll dry on the way down. It's just a mess. So there are some, so at the, at the kind of, I can be bothered putting in some effort... Boiled eggs are great in ramen, but can you really be asked boiling an egg? I'm guessing in this situation mostly not. Well, you say that, but soft-boiled eggs will keep for quite a while. You can soft-boil a bunch of eggs at once, mm. and then shell Preserve them, them at a very specific temperature. Put them in the fridge. And one of my suggestions was going to be, if you're in an on-day-off-day place, and you can face cooking on your on-days, just make a load of soup for the freezer. Mm. That's kind of my, that's my big tip for this. And actually, on the soup front, I think... This is another place where I say I, but this is actually my partner doing it. We've massively simplified. So the majority of soups will tell you that you have to do a bunch of pre-prep for the vegetables in terms of frying and cooking and blending flavours. You can just roughly chop an onion, chuck it in the blender with a load of cans of beans and tomatoes and a shit ton of hot sauce, blend it up, heat it up, that's soup. It's yeah. actually pretty good soup. No, I, I, I'm not even going to argue. So you, um, if, if you fine chop and fry a bunch of stuff and then slow cook it in vegetable stock, will it be better? Yes. Will it be enough better that if you're feeling like that, you're going to care? No. Is the convenience value... Tin beans, tin tomatoes and onion and whatever seasonings you like. It's good soup. I made a potato and leek soup the other day and I didn't fry a damn thing. I looked at a few recipes and just thought, Do you know what, actually, there is no difference here. Mm. 
But then a lot of people do not have the experience in cooking to be able to tell when a recipe is calling for unnecessary faff and when a recipe uh, is calling for... Massive instantiated privilege. Mm. So you've got your, you've got, let's say you've got, you've got your ramen noodles sat in the boiling water. Mm. We can add some things. You might have some boiled eggs. You might be able to face boiling some eggs. At the next level down, could you face thin slicing some carrots, for example? Probably not. Probably not. Or grating. I could grate some carrots. So you could grate some carrots. In. There are lots of vegetables you could grate into. Mm. So what you're looking for here is things that will either cook really quickly in the already hot water, mm. or will, won't, it won't matter if they don't cook. Handful of bean sprouts straight out of a packet. Pak choy, just flake it in. It's fine. Um, I could finally use the spiralizer my mother gave me. Yeah. You want some protein, some tofu if you can be bothered cubing it. Maybe some. You fish. can get the pre-cubed, pre-seasoned chunks yeah. actually, which are really, really good. Sometimes also, if 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 the ramen is too far. You can just eat those chunks straight out of the packet. And if you feel bad about that, well, don't. yeah, just don't. You've got enough um, to feel bad about already, else you wouldn't be eating in, tofu chunks out of the dip packet. Dip them in some of the hot sauce and call it an aperitif. Mm. Also, if canned you're, corn. Canned yeah. corn is really good for ramen. If you're doing a bunch of these, if, you, if you're doing a bunch of vegetables anyway, yeah. um, you can make slightly wanky homestyle pot noodles, crumble some ramen blocks into the or mm. one into the bottom of. Uh, demijohn, some sort of big jar, anything like that. Top it with things, and then put your veg and stuff in there. It'll mm-hmm. keep for a couple of days in the fridge. Yeah. And you can just soak it in boiling water from the kettle. Yeah. And uh, drop some soy or some. Well, so Hugh Fanny Whittingstall has this in the Veg Everyday book, little kilner jar. Mm. It looks like lifestyle wank, but it tastes yes, good. Yes, no, I've seen those. Yeah, bean sprouts, patchoy, all sorts of things. Spinach, canned corn, canned fish. You can just throw these in. Uh, this is genuinely my recommendation for. Walk your decision tree of how much fucking can I be bothered to do. Mm. But there's plenty of things where you can just get a handful of things from a packet, throw them into some um, instant ramen. There are a few other things like that. So um, dipping vegetables in hummus. Oh, pita, pita's yeah. good too. Nature's most delicious extrusion. It's hummus. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with this. It will nourish you. It's good protein. Um, Spare I just, it on some rye bread slices. Put some olive oil on it if you want a sense of achievement. Mm. And like feel like you fancy people. Mm. Yeah, basically, think you about know that you're not. What because else you wouldn't be in this mess? Or not much cooking things. Can you add to things that you can be bothered to eat? Mm-hmm. What could you scatter on? Like a handful of. If you happen to have them here, you might be able to be bothered going to the shops. Or a decent, a decent pre-made soup, like one of the sort mm-hmm. of supermarket fresh ones rather than canned. Yeah. You want to feel a bit better about that? You want to feel it's a bit fancier? Put a handful of put a handful of pumpkin seeds or a handful of... Um, you can buy croutons in the salad section. Yeah. You don't even have to make your own. Scatter some seeds on top or just dunk some nice bread in it. You don't... There's, there's a blob no, of sour cream. Effort is, effort is a premium and you don't have to fuck about if you don't want to. I love to cook and I, I like to get enthusiastic about, sort of, about that. But fundamentally, if you don't enjoy it, like, I will occasionally quite happily get some sachet miso, mix it into some hot water... Um, and eat that with a handful of pre-sliced greens from a packet. I've seen you drink vegetable stock. Yes, I, I genuinely like drinking vegetable stock. It's a nice, comforting hot drink. I once drank brine. What sort of brine? Tuna brine. That's bad brine. Yeah. My grandma used to drain it off and give it to me in a cup separately so I could drink it. I have also drunk vegetable stock as a hot drink. That was Just... really good when I had my wisdom teeth out, actually, because mm. most of the soft foods are very sweet. So there was, I just got sick yeah. of the custards and the rice pudding and the yeah, yogurt and all of that shit. I was just like, I just want some fucking bouillon. If there's one thing I could... If you want to take the throw stuff at stuff approach, always have parmesan in the house. Because mm. it's not too incongruous with about 90% of things that you might want to make. And it will 
elevate a whole load of just store cupboard stuff. Grate it on some tortilla chips and call it shit nachos. Yeah. Yeah. So I or call it good nachos if you're, you know, the really, really shit working is, um, on your self esteem. <laughs> the really shit nachos is plastic cheese. Mm. Well, I did want to talk about that. So the other option is to get a bunch of freezer food, mm. put it in the oven, and just grate cheese on it. I heard the capital letters on that. That yeah. was definitely mm. freezer food with capital letters. This fucker means turkey dinosaur cheese. Well, so. Come with me on this journey. I don't now, want to. If you want to feel fancy about this shit, you could make yourself a little, uh, a little uh, blanquette de veau, which is a it's a bistro classic. It's uh, it's veal with a with a white sauce, and in, in its in its bistro classicy style, it's a little bit seventies. It, it's basically breaded or no, it is. It's a sort of fried veal with a with a white sauce. Um, flowered, and, flowered escalope of veal. Yes, and. Um, it's a tremendous faff, uh, not a massive payoff, but you could assemble to yourself a, a, a passable impersonation from things that you sort of just might be able to extract from the freezer. So you could get your turkey dinosaurs, you arrange them on the um, plate, um, on the oven tray, and they'll go into the oven for, what, 15 to 20 minutes for turkey dinosaurs, something like that, I don't know. If you don't want a turkey dinosaur, corn, now do a southern fried vegan burger. Which also, so that would go well, mm-hmm. do a little piquant uh, frisson. Fusion and, food. Mm. Mm. And then um, onto the top, basically, you just grate a fuck ton of cheese. This, this is, is really a third degree approximation. Well, you could you could intermediate. You could add something sort of uh, sort of creamy Cream of to mushroom it, soup. Yeah, but honestly, I think the on- the honesty of it. You just want a light a light cheddar, something oozy, grated on top, and you've got. Like, as far as any fucker will know, a passable impersonation of, of a restaurant classic. You've got your own palmo, that's just what you've got. Into your face. You just need chips and garlic sauce. Mm. I think most people will probably realise that it's not a restaurant classic when you serve it with alpha bites or those little smiley faces. Mash tags! Why does no one love mash tags? Do they still exist? They did as of a few... Well, I think... They did as of what I think of as last week, and which was probably about 2013. It's honestly a while since I checked out the comedy shapes aisle. They did Christmas shapes at Tesco. Christmas potato shapes. You can have your potato in the shape of a Christmas tree. They also um, did a bauble full of Christmas snacks, including some of the giant corn. That was the co-op. Fuels this podcast. Yes, it was. Manchego and olives in a big plastic round thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm mocking there, but genuinely, what I, the thing, the thing I'm coming to is, just, it's okay not to be able to be fucked. Just pick the things you can face doing that'll keep you alive. We've not really spoken much about vegetables, and I think the reason for that is spoilage. If mm. you genuinely don't know how you're gonna, how you're gonna be doing, yeah, I've wasted then, a lot of vegetables in my life, and that doesn't yeah. make me feel any better about myself. Well, so, deal mean, with I'm, frozen stuff, deal with canned yeah. stuff. So I've talked, I've talked quite a bit about veg. You could add to ramen, and again, frozen is completely fine. Canned mm. is completely fine. Plenty of canned veg won't suffer. Peas are brilliant. Yes, corn is fine. Corn canned. is better. I think I like the flavor better than frozen, actually. Yeah. It. You may not want to keep stuff in. You may not want to shop, but there are there are simple things just. Yeah. Take something simple, throw things that won't spoil on it. You'll be fine. I think a lot of this is predicated as well on, on keeping stuff that you like when you're feeling up to shopping, up mm. to leaving the house, keeping stuff that you know that you'll use in stock. So like we've said Parmesan, we've said frozen veg and things like that and ramen. I tend to get spices. pre-sliced cheese in mm. rather than a block of cheese fine. just because sometimes the, the difference 
between meeting and not is can I pull this out of the packet rather than do I have to find a knife and cut something that isn't myself but I, I understand that there's, but there's also a element of choice like you could imagine it being paralysing if you're feeling like you can't get through sort of how thick do I slice it what do I do yeah. how do I find the things do I even have one clean I think I I, and, and, and reducing choice is also what getting stuff you know you can handle is all about mm. it's because it's it's not oh god which one of six different things that are overwhelming do I cook it's mm. I know that there is cocoa pops and soy milk mm. And if you, and so there's, do. there's value to only having one set of things. So some people really can't cope with eating the same thing a lot of times in a row, but if you can... Like, oh boy, I can. Just having one simple set of things that you know you can face eating when you're not feeling it. I have a maxim that uh, gets me through a lot given my snacking habits, which is, and I think this extends to dinner, it's, it's a maxim for lunch, but it doesn't matter what the fuck it is, it's a legitimate lunch if you have an apple afterwards. But fruit's fundamentally bullshit. Or a carrot, some celery. Nuts and seeds. Yeah, nuts and seeds. I could give some, I, maybe some dried fruit. Or one of those naked bars, they're quite good. They're mostly made of dates. If you get a dry pan, fry some sunflower seeds or some mm. pumpkin seeds, toss it with a little bit of um, honey and soy sauce while the pan's still cooling down. Coats them, nice little clusters of snacky food, mm. salty. Crunch. Got some potassium in, keeps the nerves firing. What if you don't want them to continue firing? It seems You've got larger problems. Mm. Or just don't think about what potassium does in terms of the human body. Ignore potassium and you'll feel better. Yeah, it's yeah. very much like ignore Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. But with potassium. But with potassium. K. K. This presents the rare opportunity to find out directly how useful the advice is. Normally we cast our pearls into the ether, as it were. No, you cast them before swine. How do you feel about that? Pretty good. I feel, I was going to say I feel fixed, but that's not true. But I do feel like I've got a better set of tools for dealing with the problem at hand. I should point out that while acting on our advice is, of course, mandatory and government mandated, measurement is not, which is why we depend on all of you to deploy those kits we send out with the little probes and the cocktail sticks to let us know how well we're doing. You can send in your results on the envelopes provided or using a series of web services. Attach them to those zippy little snails that run towards us. And if you would like us to uh, solve your problems in future, remember, you can contact us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. Please do, I don't have any more problems. We will fix you all. Forever. Well, perhaps not forever. Who can say? The things in the dark won't always be there. Sometimes, perhaps our work will.